Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast where Jeff Seabach and Phil Sexton. I'm I'm Phil, you're Jeff. Yeah, we come together with mics in between us every Thursday to talk about the industry, to talk about things that come up in the industry. And today, hot topic. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to discuss this because here's what happens. You know, today's topic is our team's a parasite to brokerages, right? We run a team at a brokerage. And so this, so we're parasites. No, I don't know. That's the question is, are they? I think that some think that teams can be a parasite to the brokerage. And so I wanted to have a conversation today to just kind of talk about it. And maybe just a parasite to the industry. Oh, yeah. So we, we, um, tested, we email out the invitation to listen to today's episode and, uh, we got a response and the response said, this topic's kind of funny, funny. They might be a parasite to the industry in general, since many teams don't train their new agents properly, but enjoy the benefits of leveraging their labor. Wow. Wow. Here, it, you know, no one wants to point the finger at the agents. Do you ever notice that? No. Because I mean, I mean, the, the industry people, right? Like brokers recruit agents because team member teams are just a collective group of agents. Right. Right, so we're a not, parasitic we, we, group of agents. Well, so there's no problem. I mean, but they were trying to recruit them, so it just it, you're different when you're on. Okay, all good. Here, here's here's what I I've, I've had a lot of aha moments in, in researching this topic and coming up with the content that we're going to discuss today. But one of them was when we started a team. I didn't realize that we were going to be this like uh, a controversial entity, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I 10 years ago, I mean, the the reality is, is, I mean, if you're thinking of the origination of the team, it's really just an evolution of the industry and the evolution of the internet play on the industry. So it's hard because, you know, it's, I, it, I mean, to me, the question is, is it pointing out the winners and losers in, in it? I mean, you know, I, I don't know. But the idea of a team, like you said, is we our team was developed once we produced more leads than we had people to convert them and that we get conv- converting leads. And we saw people that were just simply wanting leads. Right. Like they that, that they weren't getting from the brokerage, like they came to a brokerage and they their business was struggling. So they needed help. And we you know, so that's why it's hard for us. But to they went understand. to classes. Let's get that. I mean, I think that we are. How do you want to go about this? I, dude, we got a lot to cover. I know. So so we got to be I'm, organized and you're usually better at that. <laughs> Fair. But I don't but I want to comment on what you just said. I'm going to take the we're just going to talk. Just. OK, OK. Um, what you said is that they want leads. <laughs> The brokerages typically train agents. This is what what we've heard is brokerages train agents to fish, right? Let me teach you how to generate leads in this business. Come to my class, join our brokerage. We have all of this training and this training is going to prepare you to be a successful real estate agent. And so agents join the brokerages. They go to all of this training with the brokerage and it either works out or it doesn't. If it doesn't, then they look for other outlets. They look for other sources of business and teams become, has gotten louder as being a source of business. If an agent needs leads or if an agent needs accountability, or if an agent needs a little more handholding. What if the agent actually just needed technology development? Same. Like 
does the agent need something more than what the, the classes at the brokerage or the trainings at the brokerage mm -hmm. offer? Right. And I think that, um, you know, for us, lead generation and lead conversion has been something that we've been pretty focused on for 10 years. Would you agree? I actually think that is the crux of the whole argument is lead generation and lead conversion. And I think that the, the, the brokerages that are set up to um, not, I, I don't know, I, I feel like at our, at our old brokerage, for example, did you feel that they were set up for teams? Um, unequivocally, no, they were not. Okay, they weren't set up for teams. Because... But we did run the team there very successfully for a long time. And, um, but yes, they were not set up really. They, actually, even their existence, they didn't even want teams, it felt like. Well, but here's, this is one of the big pieces of this point, is that that brokerage wasn't set up for teams. They just allowed teams to exist on their individual agent model. Correct. Right. And so their individual agent model, they allowed us to put any deals that our team members did underneath your name. Well, we, and actually is one, one person. And so you had a cap, right? The cap was what? 10 grand or whatever it was. I don't know. Let's just say the cap was 10 grand. And so now you could do as many deals as you wanted underneath your one name and only pay the brokerage 10 grand. And that I think is where, like, I could see a parasitic relationship happening there because if you had, let's just say that you had a thousand agents underneath you that were all doing deals in your name, there's no question that the tax of the questions that come from those thousand agents on the brokerage would be way more expensive than 10 grand. Yeah, I'm still stuck on the idea of we went to the brokerage and tell them, told them that that was a bad idea and they couldn't care less that we, about anything that we said and trying to, develop a different model at the time. And we're talking circa 15, 15 16, 15, 16, right. 2015, 2016, somewhere in that range of, of the, like, that's where I'm struggling with the whole idea of obviously calling teams of parasites, calling me a parasite almost. Right. And I, I want to get the definition of a parasite out there just for people that really are a little unsure. You kind of know what a parasite is, but um a parasite, the derogatory, because we're using it in a derogatory word here, says a person who habitually relies on or exploits others to give nothing in return. So I, that's where I'm, you know, yeah. I, I mean, there, yeah. to me, if you're stating that maybe your teams are not giving you anything in return or no, what I we're going to go through today is we're going to go through the things that they're not recognizing that they get from the team. They just don't count those because they don't feel the impact of that. I think that to be fair on anybody that has that con that mindset is the problem is not all teams are run equal, right? So when you throw teams together, that's like saying, I don't know, pick any, I, I, can we get teams added to um, the fair housing? Can we can we be at something that you they, can't discriminate they, the teams against? Actually, team, teams actually don't exist. So Anywhere. How can, how can you? They exist, just not in the law books. Right. But um, the way that I I can't help it. I feel the way that we run our team is not a parasitic, a parasitic relationship. It's actually Well, like it's because a, our broker doesn't make us feel. Actually, our, our brokerage is um, providing tools to help us but also because they adopted a model that they benefit 
in a team structure. And I think that's the key is the old brokerage we were at did was like, like almost ignore, ignored the evolution no, of the team. They didn't come up with a, they let the, the, uh, what does they say? The tail wag the dog or what, however they say that where let's just allow teams to exist inside of our existing model and we'll figure it out rather than building a, Right path for the team. I think they 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 didn't realize that it was going to be the next boom. Fair, right? And because the thing is, is we're like, well, when are when are we going to get a presence at the legal state? And I think it is is uh, the reality is is real estate was built pretty simple, right? You're you become an agent once you sell more than ten houses, you get your own brokerage, and that's it. Yeah, that's not it. Okay. Or, 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 you know, that was how that was it then, but that's not it now. I, well, clearly not. We're having a discussion about it, but that, but I mean, that's kind of where the, yeah. Don't, I mean, I give kudos to Gary Keller, actually. We were talking, let's start with Gary Keller, right? Like, so huge kudos because when you first brought this idea to me that we were going to talk about it, I was like shocked that because he wrote the Red Book. The, the millionaire real estate agent? The real estate really... Real the millionaire agent. real estate agent, which first of all, talk about a name of a book. Like anybody that gets into real estate, what do they want to be? A millionaire. A millionaire real estate agent. Yeah. Right. And so then he wrote a book on how to become a millionaire real estate agent, which was really a blueprint on how to... Build a team. Build a team. Yes, exactly. exactly. So I'm struggling because now we're 17, 18 years later after he wrote the book. Yeah. And that teams were there and we're still trying to decide whether we should adopt the model that serves teams. Cause I would say Keller Williams leaned into the team. I mean, they yeah. came out with the, um, they came out with the expansion model. And um, unfortunately Ben Kinney was the only one that really flourished. I, no, there was lots that we heard lots of Keller Williams teams and, you know, but I mean, stayed. Well, yeah, <laughs> but even just prospered. Yeah, with it because yeah. the challenge of expansion is expenses. Because <laughs> expanding is expensive, right? And why you would leave your state to go to other states to create the same thing? It you know, like the you know. But another reason why I give Gary credit is because he actually came with that when he wrote that book. He, and even today, as he leads his brokerage, I, I think like when we talk to agents that are still with Keller Williams that are high up, they still meet with Gary, right? They go on to these retreats and they bring all of their P&Ls and they sit down and they all work together. Like Gary still brings clout and they, um, he still built it. He built Keller Williams. They had 100,000 agents. I don't know what they're at now, but like he clearly is somebody that has been there and back. And so teams have this entity above them being Gary that they can look up to there. And he, yes, leaned into it and built a model that can benefit people that want to build teams. And it was a win, win, win relationship, win for the brokerage, win for the team, win for the agent. And that's what I think all, all brokerages need to at least think about what is the win, win, win. If they want, I mean, maybe they don't want, but I think we got to get to the whole parasite parasitic relationship because I don't want multiple parasites, right? Because then maybe I don't keep continuing to exist because clearly my point is, is if you think it's a parasite, do you want lots of them? No. Right. So to me, we have to first 
solve the is it a parasite or is it not yeah because then once you if you understand that it's not then you want then we then you're going to start to build and, and embrace them or you're just going to get this you know you're going to say okay well they're just parasites and um teams should be stricken from the rule book like you know connecticut should have said no not you gotta have all team names being team have team in it. They should have just said teams are illegal because they're just parasites of brokerage. So yeah, but that's we know that that's not the case. Okay. I mean, even with us now, when we're at our existing brokerage, we have um, we pay our existing brokerage more now than we paid our old brokerage, and we're which happy, is and why we're happy about it. well because we're <clears throat> because uh, but that is why the current brokerage doesn't think that we're a parasite, but because they changed their model to adopt it and embraced it. And now they're making money off it. And I think that that is the crux of the argument in itself is, uh, you know, I had this idea of what a brokerage should be and I'm going to recruit lots of agents. Like you think of like, I don't know, I always think of home smart when I think of lots of agents, I don't know why, but a really good model of brokerages and lots of agents. Right. Yeah. But we saw recently that home smart was out on Inman bragging that they are team oriented. So this is, you know, it, to yeah. me, it's, it, there's half think it's, which tells me they must've set up a program to, 18 pages of program. No, I mean, a, a financial program from their standpoint that they can profit from having a team. Because if it was a parasite, you're not out there on Inman trying to sponsor a post to recruit them. Right. Right. But you don't, but if you don't have a model to, to capitalize on a team or control a team, if you will, then the team, I don't know. All right. Demands so, things. so let's get into, can we get into the things that lead to why it's a parasite? Why it's a parasite? Yes. Well, I mean, don't, I don't. Don't we need no, to define? Don't, don't we need to define why teams are a parasite? I think that the teams it, are sure. I think teams are a parasite because they want um, everything for nothing because they're there at the brokerage. Okay. What else? That's my biggest summation of what, where that comes from. Everything for nothing. Oh, because yes. right. I want I, an I, office because I'm a team and I have 20 agents on my team and you should give me an office because I choose to be here with your company. Right. I want a lower cap because I have 20 agents that are with me and now I have what I consider leverage to adjust your model. Right. And I think that, that I want my own transaction coordinator. I want specialties because I'm a team and I'm there and I okay. should. All right. Good deal. All right. So without the but I, I don't disagree if that's happening in places that I would too think that they're a parasite me too right like, like I, that's the, I, that's why I say that not all teams are created equal because yes yes some there are some bad actors out there just like there's some bad independent agents out there but we don't I guess you know the can wow oh I almost said something that I we don't look at all agents as bad right but the industry but the consumers kind of do if they rank us at 57 yes no i agree the consumers put agents consumers talk about real estate agents the way that some talk about teams right so they just don't consider themselves a bad they just, uh, anyway I mean, it's well, just uh, yeah anyway, all right well I, I digress no but the, i think that that's what it is um you know the uh it i guess it all boils down to what how much teams pay at the end of it and how much teams need both of both of those okay right 
I assume that the the cost on resources. What's the amount well, of resources? Well, I mean, this is my this suck? is this is why we we reached out to Rob Hahn to see if you wanted to be on because I think that this is the, um, you know, because I heard him say it that he heard that teams are, are um, parasitic or in one way they're not beneficial because they because the. Uh, all of the training that has been developed is developed at a one agent, right? Like all, like I would say that I, you know, you've heard me say this before, but 99% of the training is featured for agents to do one to 10 transactions. And where the team is, is they need different services and the agents, the, the brokerages haven't, because, like, I mean, if you think about broker, brokers, how you get a broker. So, so how many times you heard me, like, turn around in my chair and be like, Phil, I think we should be, we should be coming a brokerage none. real soon. None. Right. Like, none. Yeah. But because the... Um, I respect the compliance machine that we work with too much. Well, we agree, but I was just getting to the... Um, there's nothing a, a brokerage offers other than office space, if it's a, a traditional style brokerage, lower cap, and some support services. That's the only things that they, they offer because they're not, because the broker typically is not somebody that sold 50 houses, 60 houses, 70 houses. I mean, I thinking through our, my past brokers, I don't know, you know what I mean? I so they the don't have the expertise, but then they also don't have the tools to offer the elite, the, the teams what, what they want, right? Like to me, it's, the problem is, is that they're, because what, what, what would we want more leads? Sure, but the broker doesn't offer that anymore. Like to me, unfortunately, teams would have done better in 1980 because that's when the brokers were offering the services that the teams needed. Yeah, is I'm, where I, I'm letting you finish your I mean, point. It's where, it's, where, it's, it's, it's where we're like Compass, right? When we went to Compass, they were like, we'll provide TC services. We'll be like, they were, they we'll were, market. they were, were trying to be business services, business, business to business. Correct. Yes. Correct. And I think, I mean, I was letting you finish your point, but I believe um, brokers, you know, offer more than this because the best brokers in our industry are super valuable and it's nice to have them in your corner because that turns into real dollars when you have issues or it costs you real dollars if they're not great at their job. And so I, know, I think but, that the, well, the true, broker actually matters. Like the broker's experience in deals is the broker's experience when it comes on, on what they have been through, whether it's arbitration or it's lawsuits or it's mediation or it's just handling a, a situation helps us, helps you save money or make money. Undoubtedly. I, I, we use brokers, of course, intertwinably all the time. Yes. And that is, but I, that I don't know that they're seeing themselves. If that's the only value 
there's lots, there's, that's not, I'm saying you excluded it in your list of what they do. And you made that sound like that was an absolute list. So I just wanted to add. I made it seem like that. No, I meant that that was an, that was the, the list of additional things beyond the compliance and beyond the broker support. I mean, Got if it. you can't provide broker support, you're not going to have a brokerage, right? Like that's an every I arguable. Mean, <laughs> no, but yes. you, but you don't, but yes. you don't get too big if yes, you don't have good, good brokerage service. I agree with that. All right. So I wrote a few notes down. Raul, you got, a, what's up, Raul? You got a question? Let's hear it. Actually, it's not a question. It's a comment. I've been, I, I, I was driving when I, I got in, so I heard the whole thing. But you know, people that say things negative, like what you mentioned of that teams, you know, are parasites. Parasites. To me, is that that person or that company is just, you know, not as a success successful as they could be, and they think that. I mean, I know you guys for you a long time from two different companies. I don't not on your team, and I think you do great as teams, I mean, it's something to to want to be what you guys do. I mean, other people that are making comments, you know, everybody wants to throw something because they're not happy with whatever they're doing. And they think that you are the reason or we are the reason, you know, whatever it is, it's just wrong. Yeah, I, thank you, Raul. I think that, I mean, obviously the comment is driven by the fact that not all teams are created equal. And you know, and I know that there's some bad team leaders out there that can interact with people and that changes their opinion of that they have on teams across the board, right? Right. One of the reasons why we're on this topic today talking about it is because I think that it, when you hear it from one person, you know how there's like 85 others that have that same opinion. I wanted to address it so that we could at least talk about things that brokerages could do to like what are what's valuable to teams and then what cool. from our perspective what we do that brings value to the brokerage and see if that can help the conversation in the industry well to me clearly it comes from a place of people that don't want to change yeah i, I mean like the, i mean there's at some level of, uh, how could you i mean i don't think we would have started the national association of for consumers for <laughs> yeah what's the name of leopard now yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> you know what you know what we're gonna do we're gonna find the name with it sticks yes, well, yes real estate agents for consumers yeah. yeah no but the reason we originally started with the national association, national association of teens is because i mean when industry analysts are talking about team growth and teams taking over and you're still saying you're parasite that's just saying to me that my we have not decided to embrace that right we have not decided to make the necessary or we tr or we tried to embrace that and we had assholes correct right that's, that's where i'm at is i don't i don't want to i'm not throwing shade at where i heard it i'm throwing shade at his the experiences that he had with the other teams that he interacted with that's that's it's not like he formed his opinion to form his opinion it was it came from somewhere and that's the deal that I want to make sure that we're talking well, about, because for us, I think it's very simple. Like, what do we need from a brokerage and what do we help the brokerage with is part of the conversation that I want to have today. OK, good. I just want to wrap up what you said, because the. Um, hmm. I was trying to think of the the 
the point and I lost it. All right. I don't know that we're going to take a commercial today, Adam. We're going to stick with, we're going to stick on this topic because, um, all right. So I took some notes just because this topic, I don't know, is near and dear to my heart. So when I wake up at three in the morning, I got to get well, stuff because you run mind. a team and you don't want to. We know that we're not a parasite. And the, one of the reasons why we started Leopard was to help others, to help educate others on how to do it in a stand up manner. Well, I mean, the thing is, is the reality is, is we don't even like that there's teams that are doing things, calling themselves teams when they're really just looking to take advantage of the broker, because that's it sounds what. That, that was where I was going with it is that, you know, just like the consumer believes all agents are bad because they've had, they, you, you get some bad eggs. S- same, same. All right. I'm going to read a couple of my notes. Let's comment okay. on them. So, right. you know what, Jeff, I think that um, the brokerage should like, if when I think about the bro the two different brokerages that we've been at, one that's set up for teams, one that might not have been at the time. We were at three together. Three together. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. We were. Okay. Yes. We you were. were there and I, I was, was there. That's where I met you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And we right. had teams when I was at we John Hall. We had teams at John Hall. Yes. And actually one of my, one of our mentors, multiple of our mentors were teams at John Hall and Associates. Right. And that, Russell that, Shaw is one. And I still think of Russell Shaw when he talks. Modeled in the Gary Keller book. Right. Like, yes. Like, like yes. he was quoted in the book. And when he says the, the fact that real estate agents want to start a team, why? Why would anybody ever want to start a team? It just sounds like a bunch of people to manage and nobody would want that. What's the only reason why you should start a team? They think they make more money as a team leader. The only reason you should start a team is because you're so good at creating business that you can't handle it all. Right. And you need somebody to help. That's it. I still believe that. Well, but that was where I was at is I hear lots of teams that that's not, that's not how they became a team. Right. They, they, you, they, yeah. they like, I mean, because a common team thread that we saw at our old brokerage that we still see that we still see is seven agents sharing a cap or that seven, is a, I was I thought you were going to say seven agents sharing a sync account. OK, what however, or a boomtown account or a yes. core account. Right. right. Like, let's pool our money so that we can generate leads. And then we'll just call ourselves a team for marketing of that whatever entity. Right. Two ways. One, we got to market together. We got to seem bigger. We got to we get to take a picture together and put it on our website because that seems like a very popular thing to do as a team. Um, but that was where our Raul, do you have a picture with seven other agents on your website? Oh, no, said, no. I don't. I don't. Are they at least, are and we, you call yourself a team? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, no, I, but, I do. I do put stuff on Instagram and Facebook with team members, you know, and stuff like that. But yep, yep. But, but, but I mean, the team thing. I think the team thing was missing some here. I mean, yes, it's about the the unique help, definitely. But it's when you run a team, you don't have to be begging everybody. Hey, you know, I'm sick. Can you help me with the, delivering this or something? When they're a part of your team, everybody helps each other and it works too. It's, it's Agreed. There's different parts. It's not just the monetary, it's the help that when I was at somebody else, at the other, I had to figure out who was going to help me. I had to call people that I didn't know. Hey, can you help me? I'm sick. Can you go and deliver a kiss on a couch that I, that, that, that I closed? But we know that you're running a good, solid team, right? Like you're adding value to people. You're, you're, you're doing, you know, things beyond, but I don't... The model that we were talking at parasitic, I believe, is more of the model that I described is that as soon as we saw, because that's what we actually speculated to happen was as soon as we saw one agent on the west side, 
getting people underneath him going under one cap. We were shocked because I was like, because they allowed it. They allowed it. And I didn't think I was like, why would the broker allow that? Right. I, I, yes. Like, it, why would the no? Broker- so you're saying that, that, that these seven agent teams in your example here, um, it's like, it's not a tax shelter. It's a brokerage fees shelter. Right. Where that, if that is why somebody sets up a team, that is a parasite. Correct. That is, I mean, I'm just identifying which teams are parasites and which ones aren't. And I think that that is, you know, because I don't think that a husband and wife that's a team is a parasite because that the broker just viewed that as one already and that wasn't a big deal. So if you're calling all teams are parasites, you're saying that, you know, I don't think they mean that. I think they mean the, the multiple agents under one cap trying to leverage the ICA rules or whatever. They, they read the agreement, they understand how it works, and then they work the system. Correct. That, that could create a parasitic relationship, no doubt. Okay. Um, I think one, one of the things that, broker, that our brokerage now has that the one previous didn't is a incentive, a perk for recruiting. Well, I think, well... Let's talk about that. Okay. Because All right. I want to get brokerage, I, use your face. I, well, I that's true. That's true. All right. We'll let you leave with this and I'll take the note and then we'll come back to my point. Go ahead. All right. All right. So I'm just in uh set a perk for recruiting because at the old brokerage, when they used your face on the back page of the Arizona School of Real Estate and Business journal, monthly journal, and it said, join our brokerage. Look, guys like Jeff are at our brokerage. And we said, hey, any chance we could have that say, you know. If you're looking for a team, contact the CBOC team. And they said, no, not going to do that. It's only to join the brokerage. Right. We, we can't choose favorites. Right. We, we, although we, we were choosing favorites because we want your face and not anybody's face. But when it comes to them coming in, we don't want to choose. We don't want to make it look we're like. We're not pointing them to you. <laughs> we're just going to leverage you to help. And I was a big fan of that. Right? You, you, anytime your face is on the back cover of a magazine, you're a big fan. Yeah. Come okay. Now, All right. <laughs> Right, but, but, that, no, but, but, but to this recruiting, your point is because our recruiting benefit was only we could only get it is 25 bucks or whatever it was. For- it was the clearest example of the brokerage leveraging the team to build the brokerage with zero benefit coming back to the team. And that, I think, is a piece that if you're going to attract teams that you need to address. Well, to me, it, yeah, because I mean, the thing is, is under the model that I gave of seven agents, because I think that that is what leads to parasite, because if you take six paying people paying, let's say they're paying fourth at 3000 a piece. Yeah. And you and the cap 10, is 10,000, 10, 10, they would be paying 21,000. And now it's 10. So now fitting the definition that I read they're a drain, they're draining you. Yeah. But I think that your point is, is that. Um, I don't think that they keep score of how many agents are brought to the brokerage and how many agents are, meaning there's almost a plus minus relationship that they have to create for, because for instance, this seven agent team where they all came from the brokerage are all there, they go under one cap, in my mind would be a minus six. Right. Right. Whereas if they brought three people over, but then they added, but even if they add, they don't add to the number. So that that it's really back to the I'm trying to eliminate us getting called parasites and trying to not. We're not going to be called parasites. 
other teams that have bad leadership will be at brokerages okay. that aren't set up for but it. the but your interesting point is that building the brokerage because of recruiting it's where we're at it's it's a benefit it's pitched as a benefit here and they actually get benefit by joining Go i don't i don't know if you're aware of this jeff but i was the director of marketing for a real estate brokerage i was aware okay that was in 2000 and six 2005 2006 seven eight tell me nine, about what you did ten. as that director of marketing for brokerage. and then in 2011 our company got bought and i became the director of marketing for the company that bought us and so i'm a as i as i sit in a in a broker's office trying to figure out how we can market in order to attract more agents to that brokerage we're talking about uh emailing the lists we're talking about contact information for people that go to real estate schools around where the brokerage exists we're talking about email lists that are either scraped from the web or bought from the web or downloaded from broker metrics or whatever we're talking about headhunters that go after agents that have done production yeah we're talking about cross-agent marketing when an agent from a different brokerage does a sale with you we then pursue that agent social media marketing and then networking and industry involvement like those are the big ones that are talked about. And then last but not least is leveraging the top producers at your company to try to attract more agents that strive to be a top producer. All efforts that the marketing person at a brokerage does is what you were talking about. Yes. Okay. Yes. And where are you going with this? Where I'm going with this is um, those efforts are great. Let's set those aside for a second. The other unspoken effort is if you can be great at all of those things, but if you don't have signs out there in the street, it's hard to, it's hard to create a brand, right? It's hard. It doesn't, I mean, marketing is not a one-time event. I, I, I agree with that, but I'm going to point out one thing is that brand created it without signs on the street through the inbox. They created an inbox brand and added lots of agents that weren't selling lots of houses. So that brand was unbeknownst to the consumer, but the, but they were, but realtors knew it because of the amount of the barrage of, you know, the attack of the inbox. Right. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I just bring that up because when we're a team, what we do as a team um, to generate leads that buy and sell houses is we, communicate with consumers. So we've got like a 50,000, we have a 50,000 person farm, right? We have, uh, how many open house signs do we have now, Adam? 30, 40, probably more. <laughs> That's in the office. Yeah. And our open house <laughs> sign guy who carries 70 in no, his garage. Including the open house and, signs oh, yeah. that our agents have right. that we gave them. So let's just go you, with, you don't think they don't let, have, let's just round it at a hundred. All right. So we put out, we, we have a hundred open house. Signs. Dude, we put out 50 or 60 or so. Well, right now I've I mean, been to Billy's thing there. That's full. There's more than a hundred there. My point is that what am I missing? We here? as a team are doing more to market to consumers with the brokerage brand than the broker. I unequivocally, that's where I was even just shocked that because not realizing that Every piece of marketing that an agent does includes the broker. Right. And I don't know that that is a valued thing by most brokerages because the broker isn't in the lead gen business. No, so the unless their the brokerage, brokerage is growing in size, they don't value it. If the, or if the brokerage is in the lead gen business, because they, what do they care if consumers know that? 
Actually, the problem is, is that they don't care if consumers know them. That's not where they, they get their business. They don't. I well, the actually in today's world they do. I mean, they're they're printing agents like public, and they're all coming from consumers because maybe that's why they. To me, anyone that thinks that teams are are a parasite um, is not recognizing how much money teams spend on the consumer recognizing who they are who side by side is rec- is brand, you know building that brand for the for the brokerage as well all right so then i have a i have a, an asterisk okay. in our marketplace sotheby's sotheby's has a brand the consumers know and they're a real estate brokerage well yeah exactly so sotheby's um christie's is a brand okay that consumers know that's in our marketplace. But both of those were outside brands that became came into real estate. Right? Like Sotheby's. Well, I mean, I I knew Sotheby's from my CNBC days of them hosting auctions, high-end auctions and artwork and all of that stuff. Like I became familiar with the the brand Sotheby's and even Christie's because they were doing other things before they partnered with Russ Lyon, before they partnered with, they Walmart. were leveraging that brand to get into, re, you know, to build a real estate brand, not the opposite. Like, like you, uh, they took an existing brand that consumers held as a luxury brand. They transferred it over to real estate. And what happened is that brand recognition carried. Yeah, it had transitory principles. Transitory principles all day long. Yeah. (laughs) Can you write that in the blog post? Transitory principles. Well, no, but that, but I mean, that is the, the goal is, but it is. So where's the real estate brand? Well, right. It was real estate inside of real estate. You can't build. I mean, building a trusted real estate brand is something that has gone out the poo-poo train. You're crazy. Yes. No. Yes. Dude, you don't think Zillow's a trusted real estate brand? I wasn't talking about Zillow. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the traditional brokerages trying to, like, here's the thing is in today's world, if you're not a lead generation machine, you're not creating a brand. In the consumer's mind. In the consumer's mind. And if you're not in the consumer's mind, you're going to struggle at the real estate level. Like, to me... Because Zillow has been the best at it, but they were because... But they didn't I mean, start as a brokerage. They started as a consumer brand. So I would give you, I would put them in the same category as Sotheby's. They did what they did. They created a favorable brand and now they transferred it over to be a brokerage. I agree, but the, 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 this is the genesis of all of my thoughts is that um, the world is shifting from a broker-led world to a lead generation world. Okay. Right? The 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 pendulum has swung. It's it, going it, back to what it was because that's what it was back in the 70s when Remax was Right, 50, but, but but there was a lot of people that grew in the 90s and the 2000s that are not offering lead gen, meaning not just I'm buying leads from Zillow. I'm talking about branding yourself with the consumer like Redfin did, yeah, right? Like Redfin created a lead gen brand and now people know who Redfin is because when you search, they come up third. So to me, if you're not going to, and then also, what do you know? That's what, I mean, 
I got. I, I think is that you have to develop agents. If you want to build a brand in today's world, you have to be able to develop agents to go from 15 homes sales a year to 20 to 25 to 30. And what do you know? Now you're going to be creating teams because then you go to 30, then you go to 40, then you go 50. Then like to me, they're going to have if someone wants to. Um, you, you can't ignore, you, you can't stop an elite agent from wanting to create grow. a team. From wanting to grow. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's, um, it's I don't know, I, I think it's a lie when agents say, I don't have a team, but I got three assistants. Is that not the definition of a team? Like, well, I, just, I just struggle with that. Yeah. But to me, even if you're a brokerage and you don't want teams, even if you're going to have successful agents, at some point they're going to need an admin. Like as soon as they start selling houses and now it's a team and I just struggle with the, that concept. So um, a couple more points. Okay. You talked about the, the team with the seven agents that joined together. Yeah. The reason why that team is still popular is because you can seven people coming together as all independent contractors is allowable in the existing system. Right. But we didn't create that. That's just, I know we didn't create that. Right. But those were, but those were the agents that were looking to work the system. Right. But I just, I, there's a, um, there's a transition from independent contractor to employee that I think, I don't know, we probably don't even need to get into it today, but I am acutely aware of, how most teams pay their people is with that independent contractor status from the real estate brokerage, because that's how commissions need to flow slash payments need to flow, which brings up a totally different topic. Sorry that I even went there. Let me, let me bring up another team's point. We have 28 agents that are, that are new to the industry that have sold less than five houses, right? Our new agent training program has 28 agents that are in it. That is. And so as a team, we have, a couple of agents that are on our team that lead that group, train that group and yep. commissions are split with them. But those team members review every single one of the contracts of those new agents. Right. And I think that that is the opposite of a parasitic relationship. I think that by us taking on new agents training and reviewing all of their contracts before submitting them to Sky slope right, for slows down signature. the amount of calls that the broker is going to get. Yes, yes, is now we are helping answer all of the questions of these agents rather than just letting the agents be out there doing what they're doing. Right. I think that when you're building a team, you should have a support structure to help offset the load of questions from the broker. Don't just push everything over to the broker, but work on managing the questions in this in the and the, the um, agents internally. Yeah. Well, I think because also in that seven agent model that I was talking about or six or five agents, whatever, unfortunately, usually none of them is an elite performer. So actually, they still require a lot more brokerage services, right? Because, I mean, not I'm not a broker. I'm but, not a broker. But, you know, we together, we've we've sold a couple thousand homes. Right, so we're, 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 we've become acutely aware of the the all the things, and we keep more calls going to our brokerage than I. A lot, yeah, right, a lot, but I don't know that this model is that that model doesn't because 
they're not. Oh, the seven, eight. The, they the they all does. still call the in. Oh, I, maybe, I, I mean, if, if they make them uh, only one person's allowed to call out of the six in the brokerage office, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of how do you make that a non, I mean, to me, I think it's, it's, you just put an individual cap, no matter what, if a team's like that, they still have a, a self cap and a team cap. I mean, to me, it's, I, I, it, I, it I say cap related. I say it differently. Okay. I say that um, improved terms based on teams production. Right. You mean you have to earn the, yeah, the perks, but what that means is that the brokerage has to define those perks. Where are the limits of when it's worth it? Because right now we're what in our brokerage, it's called a mega icon team. They have that phrase to identify us because of the amount of production that we do. We're in that pool. Mm-hmm. And that pool comes with different things that the, the lower producing teams don't have access to until they reach a certain production level. That's beneficial for us. Right. And it's beneficial for the brokerage. That's what I mean. And it's beneficial for our team members. Right. Because yes. our team members have get to leverage the perks of the team. And so that's a win-win-win relationship. Well, it's why we're happy here. I mean, it's it's they no, but, but I think that this isn't not everybody is here. Some people look at the brokerage that we're at and they're like, I wonder what they're doing over there. Well, here's some fundamentals when it comes to teams that I think people should consider or other companies should consider. Um well, I mean the, the challenge is also they're getting no industry support. Right. So there's no industry support in the uh, wild, wild west of teams. Like they wouldn't, they, the government has not even created any kind of infrastructure to what we call a team or whatever it is. And then, but it, it also hasn't, um, Meaning that that there's no because there is I mean at least with a brokerage you know they have this licensing this is, that, this is why I was excited about today's podcast Jeff is <laughs> because this isn't a conversation that is going on out there and who else is going to bring it to the table right but Jeff Seabar well and Phil Sexton there you go so um I got one more okay I need to get into my phone oh this is a big one guys yes. What? I, I also, I mean, it might not be of what you're talking, but I think the industry overall, because I come from another industry, you know, uh, you know, I was- You've in been in real estate for, forever, Forever. Come on. For, correct. But, you know, they, everybody says, you know, if you sell 10 homes, you're a rock star. I don't understand what that means to sell 10 homes. That's not a rock star. But- they push them up that they're doing great. And you have, you, you're talking about that team that neither one is, at, I don't know how many was their numbers, but, but every, everything, everybody pushes that you sell set 10 homes, you're a rock star that you're in 10 homes is absolutely nothing. When I was in the mortgage business, you through the TV, like you're spot on. I agree. Like the fact that the, it, because the, current environment of brokerages just wanted to reward anyone that was moderately successful. Uh, the, the 10 homes is barely getting started, right? Like until you're selling three houses a month, you, you're really just not like, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm and with it, you a role. I'm like, it, even, you know, I, I sell my share of homes. Okay. Uh, so, it, but when I compare what I sell, a year, let's say my best year so far, 39, and I'm on my way to 45 this year. But 
I don't consider me, myself a rock star when I used to do 150 loans in a year, when I used to be a loan officer. That is a rock star, anything over 100. I haven't even been able to get there and there's realtors that do take, and they're rock stars. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, but, I, I, but that, that's what I meant by lack of industry, but it's also just the industry in general because the average agent only sells, I don't know, three or four 3. houses. 9. Like you need the, the, I mean, to me, how, if you're not at least doing two houses a month, how can you be considered an, great at something like, you know, it's just, it, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I'm not, no argument there. I am. Um, I'm still stuck on the last point of uh, brokerages offering to teams. Just one thing that we have found incredibly valuable is um, visibility in team members production. Oh, I mean, you want to comment on that? Sure. I mean, I think it's the because we were at a broker that didn't seem to care about the team, and then we've gone to one that clearly cares about the team. It, this was I the, don't think this cares was the, is the right word. Okay, you you are so harsh that they don't they weren't focused on the team. Okay, I said that they should be doing. Well, they weren't doing, uh, they didn't give us the numbers. They didn't give us the, like, the thing was, there was no, uh, and it was Keller, Kerry Williams, Keller Williams that did mastermind groups for all of their elite. Like, that's what we heard is that they wanted to go there because they wanted to access that. Now it happens yeah. more, but they didn't do, they also, the reporting for us here has been a, just a game changer. I mean, like to go from no visibility to visibility, that's why when we talk about transparency for the industry is it's going to change the industry, but the lack of visibility to see the agent's production and because unfortunately, I'm going to say it even though it's bad, but there are unethical agents out there. And it, what? Yes. Yes. But there's a code of ethics, Jeff. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that the the yeah, but but it helped for us because it at least allows us, but it's a team support feature. Yes, is where I'm at. That's that, where I'm at. And that, maybe that comes with a maybe that comes at a production level where when you get when it, if you're a company that doesn't that is trying to set up what we got to do in order to help teams, maybe you should consider at a certain level of production, you provide them visibility well, into all the deals. Well, you're not, I don't think you're gonna grow in today's world without providing that to the team. I mean, we, uh, the first time when I looked for it in 2014, I, know, I was like, I went to, I was looking at Remax because Remax would say top agents, top teams, right? Like to me, it's just, if you want them, you got to build it for them to be happy there. So um, the other thing is, is the training doesn't exist. I would love training. For yeah. teams. Yeah. I mean, we're going to provide it because it's not out there. Right. Right. Like, the, the, like there's no team-esque training. I mean, we're going to go to Inman this year and we're going to put together actual team training because the industry doesn't even provide it. It's so um, like new. It, it's is it, that but, the problem? But is it's just new. It's yes, it is the problem. Why is it new? The because teams the have been around no, forever. No, because the brokers are scared of it. Teams have been around forever. Yeah, but they've been able to because of just the, not at this size. Correct. That's the difference. No, no. Just like brokerages were around forever, but not at this but size. But here's the thing is, is in 1990, if you were a great agent and you sold 100 houses, you then opened up a brokerage. It wasn't like that. That was like 
I mean, how the broker we were at formerly, he'd come out and sell a lot of houses and then he opened a brokerage. Like to me, there's 6,000 brokerages in Arizona. It's not like the industry was pushing before teams. The industry is still pushing that. I know, but there's lots of teams. So clearly people are like, I don't want to be like, I think there's a, a disconnect at the national level of not coming out with a structure and training like, I mean, we went and met with Weimar six years ago and they're like, please come out with like, teach our, teach our designation. Right. But the problem is, is that the brokers are the elites in the industry and they don't have the skills to put together those classes. And that's what I'm saying is, is they're not providing the training that the team leaders need. Mm. So um, we're going to have to create it. That's it. Right. I mean, Raul hopefully comes to listen to, to, to get some stuff because he's not getting anywhere else. Right. Like it's hard to get. It's, unmute, unmute. It's even hard to hear him when he's on mute. <laughs> he's still <laughs> muted. Should we tell him? Yes, I'm mute. Sorry. I say I always come because you I learn from you guys. You are, you know, you are who I strive to be. So oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Raul. That's, that's awesome. Nice. Oh, the responsibility. Yes, yes. The responsibility. responsibility. Did right. you miss anything? I mean, I put just put down growths of teams, needs of teams, financials just, of teams. Okay. I think that we covered a couple of good ones in here. Yeah. The and, only thing I wanted to add on is just the amount of marketing that agents spend on their brokerage because it's a requirement. Yeah. It's hard to think that any agent is, I mean, they don't, they're just not recognizing because teams usually have more signs like you said, and then they have marketing, then we have open house, like we have signs and then we have open house signs and all of them have, like, I guess they're not. And I we mean, have mailers and we have websites and we have. Yeah. So, I mean, are, are there agents not marketing? Yes. But, but, yes. Yes. You, I mean, everybody is a secret agent. They don't do what they need to do actually to be seen, okay? It's not the response. I don't think it's a responsibility of the broker or the team because you give the tools, that you guys give the tools to do it, but nobody follows it. I mean, it's not going to just fall. They don't well, not. I mean, I think that that is no, the, that, that you, you nailed it, Raul. I think that that's why teams exist today at the scale that they do is because of the secret agents. An agent gets into the business. They don't want to tell anybody. They don't want to market. They're just expecting deals to fall in their lap. It doesn't happen. And what do they do? They're like, where can I get leads? Hey, there's a team over there. They've got some leads. Oh, let me go join them. Now I don't have to be a marketer. I can just use their leads and do transactions. Well, I mean, it, it, it's the, the challenge for the industry in total is that the everybody can become an agent and it's harder than it looks. And you know, it's just, that's why teams are going to grow though, is because it, I mean, the challenge for the broker is, is that every day they stop selling houses, the less valuable they come to the agents, except when they're in trouble, when they got broker like questions, but when they need marketing. No, the good brokers don't train the agents anymore. The good brokers bring in the people that know how to train agents to train agents, right? Okay. I, I mean, like you see, there's companies that have agreements with like Tom Ferry. Or like Viral Workman. Or Viral Workman. Yeah. Right. Like, let's just have a coach. Then their business. We had Sean Carpenter on here. Yeah. Sean Carpenter is awesome. Yeah. But the end valuable. Right. So it's not that that's a bad model. That can be a great model. It, it Fair. Fair. Okay. 
but you know, talking about the secret agent, if you, I, I, I think there's ninety thousand licensees 90, in Arizona. Uh, ninety thousand realtors, right? And if you said all ninety thousand realtors, I can guarantee you that eighty nine thousand of them, you can even find them on the internet. Oh. They, they're not even there. Have you been to our agent cosmetology class, Raul? No, I don't know. Next Maybe. time we do an agent cosmetology, we're doing agent. Aren't we doing agent we're cosmetology first, at Inman? Yeah. Are we doing it at Inman? Are you going yes. to Inman this month? Uh, no. You should just to come to our agent cosmetology class. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there? Did we post a recording of that class that we did in Tucson to Leopard to the website or the Facebook group? I mean. Um, I think we did. Yeah. yeah. Raul, in the Real Estate Leopard Facebook group, we have Agent Cosmetology, which touches on your exact point, where Jeff and I, for the last, I don't know, six years, have been standing in front of groups of agents and Googling people in the audience that sell houses to find them nowhere. They're not there. They're not there. And so we come out with, here's the six simple things that everybody yeah. should make sure that they take notice of and do. And I know that you already do it. You don't need to come to the but class. But they won't do it. But they won't do it. You you try to hold their hand. They won't do it. They won't. And well, then they complain they can't sell, but you can't find them. Right. Right. All right. Leverage teams to help train your agents. Leverage teams to help spread your brand. Provide a financial model that allows there to be a win-win-win situation. And then I don't think that you look at teams as being parasites. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. It's um I I feel for people that feel like they're parasites because I think it's you're gonna see more of it. I just to me, I see team, I don't know the word proliferation, but I think it's where the industry's going. It just seems that way. So yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, Raul, for joining us. Thank you, thank Henry. You. Thank you, everybody, Woo! for listening. One more. No, I said, let's go and have a beer one of these days. Uh, we can do that. Yes. 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 All right. All right. Maybe, we should, maybe we should drink yeah. a beer on our podcast next week. Maybe we should do the podcast <laughs> at, a uh, at a bar. I mean, yes. At a bar. At Raul's bar. At Raul's bar. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Thank you.